Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews and recommendations for whatever we read that week. Amy, what did we read this week? We read Murder and Mendelssohn by Kerry Greenwood, which is book eh, 20 or something. Who knows, of the Phryne Fisher Fisher series. Now, would you like to do the spoiler-free recap? I... We'll give it a red-hot go, as I always do. I believe in you. Go right. forth. This is a Franny Fisher mystery. If you don't know what that is, they're set in Melbourne in 1929, and Franny Fisher is a independent, wealthy lady detective, is what she calls herself. And yeah. she's sort of – she's very empathetic, very intuitive. She's kind, but she's also tough. And she and didn't have money for always, so she's no. kind of an advocate for the poor and for them. You know, she downtrodden. Her sort of story is that her father, by some sort of like being the eighth in line to this yeah, barony in England, inherited. everyone died, came into inheritance. She's now the Honourable Miss Fisher. So in this book, she gets asked to investigate the death of a conductor of a semi-professional choir in Melbourne who are performing Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn's Elijah. So she gets she often gets a bunch of cases brought to her by her friend on the police force, Inspector Jack Robinson, when he's like, arty yeah. types. Yes. Or I'm frustrated or, or this I is a difficult customer or, or yeah. it's these people won't the talk to the police, yeah. So he's like, oh, Franny, it's choir people, it's singers, help me out here. So they go in. The conductor was found dead one evening. He had like a after-rehearsal routine and yes. dead on the floor. Dun-dun-dun. Choir, like manuscript pages shoved down his throat. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be necessarily the cause of death. He was a hideous person. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, it was only a matter of time. So Franny starts to... In- like investigate. But she's undercover. She doesn't tell them she's investigating. She, no, she joins does. the choir. She does join the choir, but she's very obviously investigating because yeah. Jack Robinson brings her there and she's like, okay, Sopranos, follow me. And she oh, interrogates them. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But because, as there often are in Franny Fishers, there's never just one murder. She does then join the choir and she gets yeah, involved okay. in. And she also, she likes Mendelssohn. So she's like, well, I might as well have a good time singing the oratorio and investigate. So there's this choir narrative, but the choir is singing in the same venue as a public lecture series. Turns out the public lecture Mm. is by Dr. John Smith. She doesn't know he's in Melbourne, but the two of them know each other from World War One when Phryne was a very young ambulance driver and he was a medical student thrust into front line, patching people together again. Yeah. He's accompanying a, what do they call him? There's a moment where someone calls him idiot, full stop, savant, full stop, repeat. Rupert Sheffield. So Rupert Sheffield is a genius, multiple Oxford educated, very posh Englishman with zero social skills who's doing a series of public lectures about the science of deduction and how you can use mathematical calculations to deduce. He's really irritating tries to get involved in the investigation and just crushes everyone. And Franny's yeah. like, oh, no, another person who I'm making recover after Rupert Sheffield. Yeah. In World War One, Franny and John were lovers, even though John is – it's not a spoiler, is it, to be like he's he's very much in love with Rupert Sheffield, who has no idea. Yes. So there's that sort of narrative of Rupert 
Rupert is having a lot of accidents. These accidents are he's only pretty much being saved from these brushes with death by John putting his body on the line. And Mm. Franny is like, okay, and this will stop because I'm not getting, I don't care about you, Rupert, you're really annoying, but I don't want my friend to get killed. Yeah. So she's then investigating why are these things happening to Rupert? So there are these two mysteries, who's killing the conductors and what's this sort of leftover baggage from the First World War? Yes. And how has it followed Rupert Sheffield to Australia? Yes. And then we have all the same characters of Franny's past. So we've got Mr. Butler and Mrs. Butler and her adopted children, Jane and Tinker and Ruth and all the animals and Dot, her companion. Yeah. So is that enough? That's great. That's perfect. Well done. Thank you. Kimberly. Oh, I get to go first. You do. This is one, you gave me a compliment on my spoiler-free recap. Two, you get to go first. What a great episode. All right. What are your thoughts on... Murder and Mendelssohn. This is up there as one of my absolute favorite Fryanies. It's probably the one I have reread the most. I just really like the choir. <laughs> I, I really, love the choir. Really enjoy that cast of characters, and it's also I think the thing I love about it is choirs are such an existing, particularly semi-professional choirs. Yeah, my mum sings in the semi-professional. Yeah, right. Choir. And so a, a couple of friends of ours do too, and I just feel like they are these kind of self-contained existing little kind of communities <laughs> that have their own kind of like ecosystem about how they work and what their balances are. And her coming in with her, you know, Franny's traditional kind of wit and observe it, like observation skills yeah. and stuff. It's just such a, she is such a beautiful lens. A tone of voice. Yes, to engage with the choir. And the choir is just so typical of that kind of what you would expect that to look like i just really love them they they for me kind of shine in this novel and then the thing i always remember the most and take away is all their little personalities and little quirks and the character of auntie mark who's their like featured yes. he plays elijah and he pretty much they're like oh auntie mark's coming here's a perennial party yeah every night they go to his party so anyway but yeah i thought there that was kind of that's the takeaway in this one for me i don't there's not quite as much of the other of her family as usual as I usually like I usually prefer much more of them to be a part of it tinker in that they're not quite as front and center in this one no because she often uses them to like go undercover and and investigate things and it's not really appropriate in this one which is fine but I yeah I think it speaks really highly of particularly that choir site like that choir group of people that I don't really miss them that much this one for me finally is really kind of on her own like it's a it's a kind of her focused yeah, there's um, not too journey. much dot all the kids, but they're no. they're very there. Oh yeah, they're not. Yeah, she's not somewhere else. And they but, all have their little narratives. Yeah, but I just think it's more her focused in this one, and I love the choir, and I think the mystery is great because I always do because I think Kerry Greenwood writes them quite effectively. Kerry Greenwood interestingly doesn't produce a Franny Fisher on any form of schedule. Well, this book came out over ten years ago. The next book that followed on from it came out last year. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. So, like, and what does she write in between, or does she just not? Well, she's she says, I don't plan the Franny stories. They They'll come to come, me. Franny yeah, will make an said, appearance. Yeah, she says, Franny comes to me and tells me what her next story is. And then is. it takes me about three weeks to write it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I do. I yeah. just go into a dark room, and Franny tells me what her story is and out yeah. it comes, and then yeah. I draft it. And I don't think about it again until she comes to tell me what. Or what? So this one came out of like researching choirs and researching World War One, like 
the career of Compton McKenzie, who was a real life person who appears as a side character. Yeah. And she'll do the research, and then Franny's voice will be like, hmm, will appear in her head. And, and then she's like, and okay, yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Now it's time to write. Yeah, that's interesting. Really interesting method as a writer. All right, my turn. So you Your recommend because you've yeah, reread it. Yeah, no, I recommend it. I treasure it. I think I've read this book probably maybe four or five times, which is a lot for any for any for well, me. Well, one of the things that I know helps you is that we really like the audiobooks, the yes. ones read by Stephanie Daniel because she has that sort of dry. Her, She's a great, as much as I'm like Essie, Essie Davis. On the TV. On the TV. As much as I'm like Essie Davis is Franny Fisher for me in my head, the woman who reads the audiobooks is exceptional. She does a great job. Yeah, she gets that spirit yeah. and mood really, yeah. really well done. Great. Recommend Treasure Get Amongst It. If you haven't read this, Franny, it's excellent. What do you think of it, Amy? I totally agree with you about the choir. Yeah. Love the choir. And I love because they're all, because she says, I could just watch choirs for days. They're like this microcosm of They society. just, that's it. They're just She's, this little microcosm. You can see it. the, like, the coupling and the romantic tensions. And, and it's so complicated. They're always so, you never meet a choir where they're like, oh, we just all get along. Like, they're so, they're always so complex. And all the, there were enough people in the choir, there's about 10, oh, Ten named, but maybe five main characters in the choir. Yeah. And they, like, turn up at her house and she's like, it's way too early. So she's like, I know the choir, choirs are lubricated by beer. Send them Send beer. Them I'll beer. get. I'll yeah. be down there eventually. And they go downstairs and she was like, let's sing. And then off they go to have a chat about yeah. various things. So I, they're really vibrant and really enjoyable to spend time with. And she always has, like, a beautiful young man. In oh, yeah. every book, and yes, oh, sometimes it's Lin Chung, Lin Chung, but he's out of town. He's not there in this one either, which is yeah, which is why I feel like it is really Friday. a Friday's own adventure yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I liked the, how she got to revisit and sort of rework through some of that World War One. Mm. PTSD. Yeah. The last time it really appeared is in a book called Murder in Montparnasse, which was many, many, many like that book was written in the mid nineties. Yeah years ago and I liked her relationship with John. Yeah. Rupert, uh do you remember we read The Morning Gift? Yes, I do. Heine? Yes, I do. Oh my God. Heine was whiny and I wanted to punch him in the face most of the time. And Rupert, I spent ninety percent of this mo- this novel wanting to punch him in the face. Yes. Which sort of is the point of Rupert's character. That's yeah, how everybody feels in this novel. But I was like, uh-huh. Rupert. So I was really happy that it the resolution to the Rupert John tension doesn't actually take the entire book. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, you so, couldn't have saved that to the very end. Because yeah. then then they're able to focus on the why is everyone trying to kill yes. Rupert yes. mystery and why are the conductors like why did the conductor get killed by whom? Yeah. Yep, mystery. Yeah. And I love when her wharfy mates, Bert and Sess, yeah. get an appearance. Oh, yeah. They have a taxi and they, um, you know, are Helping hardcore out. trade unionists and yes. communists and they always have some really great insight. Yeah. And this book, we have all the people. Yeah. I don't know if it's um, as a favourite, as a favourite, as... You have others you like better. Well, I really like this one. I really like Castlemaine Murders. Yes. And I really like the one that happens in Queenscliff 
and the one with the the nuns. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But they're all yeah very different. And this one, the choir is just so joyful. I love, I love the characters. this one with the choir being joyful, and I love the one where she picks up Tinker, where she finds Yeah, that's Tinker. Dead Man's Chest in yeah. Queenscliff. That's yeah. they're my two that I absolutely I like all the really, Tinker really novels. Loved. He's yeah. great. He's like fisherman boy who wants to be a police officer, and she's yeah. like, "All right, well, we can try." You can go it. live we'll in try. my back shed. Yeah, and he's like, he loves living in the shed. Yeah, goes fishing every morning. Yeah, so it's great characters. Great, yeah, well, delivers well. Phrase, good you know. mysteries, really yeah. well constructed, and as always, really well written. And that Friday tone of voice is fabulous. So, yeah, I recommend it in both audiobook and. Standard book form. Yeah, absolutely. Available for yep. your booksellers near you or your library. <laughs> and on that note, treasure. On that note, treasure, treasure. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Before Amy, like, tries to sell you something. Thank you so much once again for joining us and spending a little bit of your time with us. Tune in again next week. We'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, dear listener... Happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.